Welcome back to this week's episode of Freaky Friday. That, no, no, that's <laughs> is that supposed to sound like me? It is. That's yeah. not how I do intros. They're no, a bit, they're a bit no. more sexy than that. Oh, I really? Yeah. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Not that bad. Welcome back. No. Welcome back to this week's episode of Freaky Friday. All right. This is Luke Welcome Mobile back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. We get it. You didn't do a good job of doing me. I'll do. Oh. I'll do your intro from your perspective. Because today, okay. if you're just listening, we've re- reversed roles for this special 69 episode. We're um yeah doing I guess a Freaky Friday episode. Yeah. In different seats. Yeah, well, it's a lot so of I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do you now. Okay. So you do like a normal intro, then I'll do yeah. what you normally respond with. Okay. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, let me start again. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Look Mom Hustling. Yeah, very excited to be here. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, it doesn't really sound like me. Am I that high pitched? Yawn, 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 yawn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> coffee, 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 coffee. Is that supposed to be me? <laughs> yeah, I say is. coffee as I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, coffee. Ooh. <laughs> Like coffee, uh, let me tap on the laptop. Tap, 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 tap. Coffee, ooh, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> That's all I do. Yes. No no brain cells at oh, all. Oh, man, that was good. Um, so it is <laughs> episode 69. So we have swapped positions. Ooh. And I think I've realized. We're going to play this episode in reverse. Oh, Like a backwards. good Beatles album. Yeah. And hopefully be able to hear some sort of like hidden message by like the devil <laughs> yeah. or something. Turn this off. <laughs> um, but Drew said the headphones are really loud. So I'm probably heaps more deaf than I actually thought I was. Yeah, deaf and blind. Yes. Yeah. Have so to wear glasses. It's, it's the worst things. Yeah. Could you imagine that there's only people out there that only listen to the episode and have no idea? So I wear glasses as well. And I know. I don't yeah. even know what they look like. Well, today's episode will be a, a fun one. I think it's going to be a... A heavily visually it themed is. episode. So if you're just listening, you can watch the video version on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify and obviously YouTube as well. That's where we put all of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get into some generative AI stuff with Mid Journey that I've been playing around with this week. So it'll be pretty heavy image based. So you can check that out, see some mm-hmm. visuals and stuff to go along with the audio experience. But yeah. these headphones are so loud. Yeah, let me switch it off because it's a good. Hold on switch it off no. you're just rotating them again so you're going 69 reverse and you're going to spin the headphones yeah. well because it's I like think- it's weighted as well like these headphones are like a lot heavier like the cable is a lot heavier so they're, like it's feeling- a better set of headphones yeah. i think these are the mtx they're the 20s ones. and they're yeah. like the 40s or 50s the expensive ones yes um a bit is very weird having a different like i'm looking in it's a different nice. direction we added a candle just in case for the mood yeah some, if it, it all falls apart we can just like tip it over and let the, like, the, oh, oh, no, the backdrop fall. Yeah, I've got to stop right now. Yeah. And refresh everything. Restart so, and yeah. burn the mm-hmm. place down. So welcome back to the episode, episode 69. Um, did I say welcome back to the episode then? Welcome back to the show rather. Yes. Welcome I'll, back to I'll, the show because it's not just a singular episode. There's also 68 more. Previous previously. ones. Yeah. To listen to. Yeah, that's because some of them are 30 minutes long. We've probably done at least 50 hours now. I'd say so. Not long until we get to the 10,000 hours, so just a little bit longer. <laughs> it's like 20 years at this rate. Yeah, the Joe Rogan-esque, just have to have three-hour-long episodes and then we'll get there. Well, yeah, I did, I, well, I've did. i started my blog this week. Yes, and, congratulations. Um, Can a- I just say that I'm very, very proud of you for doing it because it has been, like, you put a lot of effort into it as well. Um, 
we'll put a link down in the show notes for you guys to check it out. Well, that's your that's your job. That's you my do, job. You do the description. Yes. If it's not there, then, then I, that, that's on me. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I just like a big kudos to you because you put a lot of effort into it. Really interesting how you're incorporating or using like Chat GTP to like give you a hand. Um, but it's up and running. And if you want to, sorry, you go. You plug your own website. No, I was just plugging that at all. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, I was just the today's post that's coming out. It mentions like ten thousand hours. Mm. And if you like, you break it down like, um, like. If you want to like master a skill, right? Mm-hmm. Ten thousand hours, uh, which was I think an idea Malcolm Gladwell put forth in Outliers, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, it's sort of been debunked to a degree, and then obviously substantiated with um, from different athletes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like ten thousand hours um, rule, let's say like ten years in ten years, how many hours it takes per day to like become great at something? Yeah. Divided by 10, then divided by 52. Uh, or I'll just go calculator. 365. Be very interesting. We'll talk when I'm typing. Yeah, I am. I was going to. Because there's like, there's the two things. There's people that have like that a natural ability, right? And then there's people that will have to like work towards it. So you've got two sides of the coin when it comes to that particular aspect. So 10,000 hour rule. How many hours per day? Let's say you're starting a new skill. Mm-hmm. How many hours a day? Um, Like at this rate, probably like an hour a day I can One afford. hour? Yes. Days per week? Um, five days. Five days per week. Yes. Fifty-two weeks per year. Yes. Yes. Correct. correct. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to say it at the same time as you. Correct. We know how many things in a year there is. So, uh, and that will take you. Right, this website's weird. Five times fit. Why don't you do? So that'll be in ten years. That'll be two thousand six hundred hours. Okay. So, so in ten to, years, only two thousand six hundred hours. That is not a lot. So to you need to do it for thirty eight point five years. Okay. For, right. At one hour a day, five days a week. Okay. So that's actually, it's pretty crazy. Like mm-hmm. not many people would be able to do that for the same skill over such a long time. Obviously, yeah. if you're doing it for five, six, seven hours a day, mm-hmm. it's fast tracked. But my point is about my blog. Today's post at the end of it is sort of talking about mentors. And a lot of the best mentors you're going to like find over the course of your life have probably put 10,000 hours into their um, skill or whatever you're trying to like gain or mm-hmm. in wisdom from in terms of what they've got to offer. Yeah. But then you're like, what about 10,000 days? Like it's not right. about 10,000, like 10,000 hours incorporated or put forth to developing one skill is cool, but like mm-hmm. obviously we have more than one skill. So what about? reframing that to 10,000 days right. of just general mastery. Right. It just reminds me of like they have a, you know, like the Japanese sort of like the noodle or like the sushi people, sushi people, like the sushi dudes and stuff that like dedicate their whole life. Jiro. Yeah, they they dedicate the whole life to that like one particular skill, like making the perfect rice or making the perfect yeah. but like sushi there's, and stuff. There's so many things out there mm. to get involved in these days. Uh, Art, business, science, whatever it is, health, lifestyle, family. Coffee baristas, like it's like you. There's so much more than just one skill to maintain. So like, or to to learn, or to like spend your life chasing. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that someone would just do just sushi for their whole life. So it's like you chop and change over the course of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So you need more than ten thousand hours. So what about just changing the concept to ten thousand days of just general betterment? How, just, how, how long is so 10,000 days? 27 years. 27 years, right. Which is like okay. by the time you hit like your 20s and you're mm-hmm. moving through the party stage and early 30s just sort of settling down yeah. from 30 to 60, it's just 
trying to like improve finances, lifestyles, relationships. And then when you get to like 60, mm-hmm. you might have the grandkids and stuff. That's when you can start. The next phase. Or then you can become the mentor for mm-hmm. the next generation. That's sort of the concept. Because imagine if like you're young and you can kind of plan it as is like, all right, I can have like three special skills if I like start now. Yeah. It's well, that's one hour a day. That's 40 years. Yes. So you got to be doing, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of hours, but there's yeah. been a lot of debunking and stuff. We actually read that book, um, Skipped a Line by James Altucher, mm. whose whole concept is like skipping the line and just short, doing like a, a short track around that 10,000 hours and like getting or like the hacks to just, you know, turn that 10,000 hours into 2,000 hours. And it actually is something that like a decade or more ago, Tim Ferriss was sort of implementing in his four-hour work week book and that whole philosophy of um do you know much about have you read that book before four hour work week no i haven't but like i've listened to a lot of um his podcast episodes and things like so that. like he like was a thesis. i think like a champion judo uh athlete at one point and mm-hmm. like a tango dancer or like some sort of um spanish dancer or something yeah but like obviously he didn't spend ten thousand ten thousand hours on each of those becoming great at them he just found hacks in the system or flaws in the the way that the um, professionals sort of do things mm-hmm. and then sort of weaved his way through by like skipping the line essentially. Gotcha. So you don't yep. necessarily need 10,000 hours. But you would, if you don't have the 10,000 hours of the ability to access that, then you need to have the tools in place to learn fast speed or just up the process. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah check out Drew's. So, book. we're 50 in the, this all comes back to we're 50 hours into our 10,000 hour podcasting yes. journey. Yes. It's pretty good. Like, I'm pretty proud of it. So. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, it has. I definitely but, prefer the hour ones than the 30-minute ones. Yeah, I know. We talked about it before. It's just like, it just, once we get that 30-minute, we're not, we're not more loosey-goosey, but we're just like more comfortable in the conversation. It's like a little bit more um, free-flowing and less kind of like, because even though we're, we're up pretty early on Friday mornings anyway, so we're up and out of the house by like 6 a.m. So we're sort of like talking and stuff throughout that whole entire time. But yeah, it's not until we actually like sit down together eye contact, eye to eye, you know, and just actually having a proper conversation rather than just like commenting on the news or whatever's on the radio. Or- I think it helps a lot. Most of the podcasts I listen to, well, 99% of them probably aren't couples. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stories and gaps to fill in throughout the week of what's going on. So yeah, especially it's good that you work late on Thursday night. So then on Fridays, if we can just sort of keep ourselves separate to a degree, then it's not just rehashing previous conversations on the mm-hmm. pod. Um, so I think, yeah, just get away from me a bit, you know. Well, no, it's it's no, it's also a good thing though, right? Because like we can't spend as much as you know I'd probably like to, but it's probably a good thing that we don't like spend twenty four seven together. Like we have, and you call it say it a lot, which is awesome. That separation of task ability, like we can't do everything holding hands and no. doing it all together and stuff. So we have that separation of task to maximize time and to skip the line, so we can get to date night quicker and all that kind of stuff. So it's just that. Yeah, that cohesiveness that we're sort of, I guess, making making better. Like it's improving each week, like our workflow and our dynamic and how we're able to get stuff done during the week. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, date nights are just coming together a little bit more easier. Um, obviously, there's a lot of work involved and stuff, but I feel like, yeah, that separation of tasks is becoming a little bit more clearer now, which is always good. All right. So let's, uh, get, let's move on from the banter. Yes. Do you want to rip straight into... Playing with Mid Journey a little bit. Yes, you 
you just that joyous look on your face on what was it Wednesday morning was like the first time you sort of interacting Sorry. with it. Keep talking. I just got some like three or four <laughs> notes to make that I didn't make the other day, and if All I forget, forget them now, I won't remember them. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So just that joyous look on his face. He's like, come over here. Um. And yeah, you've. No, haven't discovered it. You've known about like Mid Journey for a while. Um, it's an AI generated um art platform. Yep. Um, essentially, it can do what someone on Fiverr that you would pay like three hundred dollars to make a logo for can logo. do in literally like two minutes. Any sort is, of graphic design stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's like one of those things that's really going to be next level because if you have your own blog like Drew has started um, or if you have like a YouTube or if you have like your own sort of content and want to get images that are copyright free, this sort of generates brand new stuff for you that you don't have to worry about getting that licensing or whatever it is. Like it's kind of one of those things that you sort of think up the best sort of keywords for and it's coming out of your own imagination. And I want to say like five, six months ago when this whole AI conversation started hitting mainstream, we started covering a bit. Mm-hmm. We're a bit skeptical in terms of or being um, curious as to how actual artists are going to make money or if they're going to become uh, redundant to a degree. Yes, like, yeah, graphic designers and, and stuff. Th- playing with it now, like, I don't know if I had that same belief. It's there's like all these conversations around AI taking jobs and stuff now. And the, you hear the, the counter argument is like, AI is not going to take your job. Someone using AI will take your job. Yeah, I guess. So that. it's, <clears throat> it's the same as any industry. Like when taxi drivers started getting or less fares because Uber takes over, it's like, what can you do as an individual? You can't do a whole lot. Yeah. All you have to do is try and embrace it and pivot with the times and not complain about it. Or when there's new Instagram algorithms and your posts aren't getting shown enough. Like it's one thing to, to like dwell on it and like, look at it from a negative angle of all this hard work, all these skills I've developed, all this following I've developed mm-hmm. is now less impactful, but there's always a, a, a silver lining and a bright side to these things. So, Well, 100%. So you take like just like computers or phones, for example, there's like a whole generation of like grandparents and stuff out there that use the whole excuse, oh, it's too hard. Like it's – Exactly. I, I don't understand. Like and I don't like want to use it. The second they need help or like Googling something like mm-hmm. – or just accessing an email that yeah. is just burdensome. Yeah. And then you have like the grandparents that actually, you know, can text their, you know, their grandkids and knows how to use a computer or plays a game because it helps with like memory or like brain skills and all that kind of stuff. So it's one of those ones you either embrace it now in the early stages. So then you're up to date when it continuously evolves or it becomes so far advanced that by the time that you're sort of ready to, I guess, have a look at it, like it's, you're just way out of the loop. So there's two options. Embrace mm-hmm. at a rate that's comfortable for you yes. or just deal with the repercussions of falling behind mm-hmm. society. Yes. Um, but in terms of artists and stuff, there's still plenty of work and options for a, a genuine artist to, like, make a living. I mean, starving artists is, like, a common trope. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not many super wealthy artists, and even if they are wealthy, they get wealthy through their estate after – they they pass away or something, but I don't know. Like it's not really stealing people's art. It can replicate styles. Like mm-hmm. if you want like a Picasso style of of artwork, yeah, it can do it for you. But it's it's the same as anything. It, like I'm starting to think about it now as like a cover song. Like do you like there's that um Tracy Chapman Fast Car cover song that's out now by mm-hmm. I don't know who is by Luke Combs or someone. Yeah. 
um, cover Luke Combs, yeah, mm-hmm. some country artist. He's like huge at the moment, but yeah. So you hate on him because like, it's not his song, mm-hmm. but he's just doing a rendition of someone else's song. It's the same as like getting some generative AI to do a, a, a similar version, taking inspiration from someone else's art for art style. So that, that kind of looking at it that way, it's just a remix, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I could see that happening. And you still need a lot of skill to like put a decent prompt in to, mm-hmm. to generate a good image, which we'll go through in a second. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just interesting, the initial reaction, that, that sort of xenophobia of like anything new, Yes. Just immediately rejecting it. Well, yeah. And well, then anything, moving to that embracing stage. 100%. Well, anything unknown or anything new has that sense of fear in it. So it's always that apprehension of like getting started or getting involved. But, and I think we've talked about this before. It's like the internet. It's like whatever it is. Like people are going to eventually just embrace it as a whole. If not, the younger generation will and they're going to make the parents and stuff jump on board. Like it's, it's one of those things. Like it's, it's new, it's exciting, it's interesting. Um, why not just like muck around with it? It's it's cool. It's I fun. really like it's it. It's fun. I had a big smile on my face as I started delving into it. You did. Um, and yeah, like you said, for content creators, especially for me right, starting this blog, I want to use a lot of imagery just to like make it not boring, mundane text all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can try and make the words not boring and mundane, but like we are visual creatures. We need a bit of inspiration. In to this like, day and age of attention grabbing and stuff, yeah. you need that visual element to like keep people engaged and keep people scrolling. So the more original and um, unique and authentic I can, I can get that so it really emphasizes the points that I'm writing about, the better. And like you said, like most of the, the clip art or the stock imagery websites are pretty boring and been used 10,000 times already. Mm-hmm. And then you have to deal with... Um, like copyright and, and subscriptions and things like that. Whereas like mid journey, this app will get into, uh, it's like for 10, $15 a month. And it's a hundred times more, um, effective and, and beneficial in my, in my opinion, compared to like paying someone on Fiverr or, or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. the thing is with Fiverr, we've got logos and stuff generated on there before, but you literally get like three versions back and get to pick from you. You don't really get unlimited revisions in a sense. Yeah. And if you do, you're waiting a day for a response every time. Whereas with this, it's just like, let me change one word and mm-hmm. change it um, exactly to my liking. I want this character to have blue hair, red hair, green hair. I want to change it in real time. And it's just the speed of which you can generate yeah. things. And also just like having everything like generated in-house, right? So just say if you are starting a brand or want to, you know, promote your personal brand or grow things rather than having to get other people involved and spend money and, you know, I guess waiting on other people's opinions and other people's styles, it's all like your opinion. It's like it's more controllable in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's much, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. All right, so let's get into it. If you're just listening, jump onto YouTube now and or Spotify, we'll, Spotify, and we'll we'll um on the screen here we'll just play around with it and mm-hmm. and create okay. some create some imagery yes. out of nowhere and see see what we think or our immediate mm-hmm. thoughts. So basically, the way Mid Journey works right now, it's not on a website, it's not on an app, it's all run through Discord. Mm-hmm. Discord, in a sense, is like an interactive community. F- community forum basing that has different bots and things running in the background. Mm-hmm. So essentially you you sign up through Midjourney website um and get into the Midjourney server as they call it. Yeah. And then in there you can just you can where you generally chat to people, you can just mm-hmm. put in 
um, a little code and then it will talk to the mid-journey bot and then the bot will respond to you. So you just all you're doing is interacting with a bot saying, hey, bot, make this. Hey, bot, make this. Yeah. Similar to like chat GTP. So instead of generating text for you, it's generating imagery. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that aren't familiar with Discord, um, it became popular because a lot of gamers used to use it to be able to chat to each other. And then it boomed up a little bit during the NFT stage. Like a lot of NFT communities were using Discord and stuff as well. So just a way of uh, enclosed groups or communities. Yes. Um, but the... The benefit is having like bots and app and different applications running alongside it that mm-hmm. you can interact with. Yeah. So basically all you do is come up with um, an idea of what you want and then like you can put in the most simplest words and it will generate something mm-hmm. for you. And then the more descriptive you are, the closer to what final result you want to achieve will, will come. So for example, you can put in um, – if you want a photorealistic image, if you want a cartoon, if you want a 3D type of image, if you want... A uh, Wes Anderson style, Pixar style. So like you can choose the anime. style of art. Mm-hmm. If you want like watercolour or abstract or whatever, you can choose the different types of lighting. You can choose if you want it, um, what colours you prefer. You can choose what... Like 2D, 3D, like... Aspect ratio you want, if you want it wide, square... You can choose if you're doing photo stuff, you can literally type in, I want it shot on this type of camera mm-hmm. with this type of lighting. Uh, it's it's endless. There's like no limitations to it yeah. essentially. And you can also feed it images as well, right? Yes. Yes. You can feed it images um, two ways. So you can feed it an image and tell it to use that as a like foundation for what you want to create. Mm-hmm. And you can also pull an image in and back engineer it so you can say, if you find an image of like a, a, a dragon painting, for example, you mm-hmm. can drag that in and then it will generate a response that if you put that prompt in, a similar image would come out. So okay. if you already like something, mm-hmm. you can reverse engineer it to get a similar type of prompt and you can just adjust that prompt um, with a few minor changes and mm-hmm. then it will spit out like a similar image. Yeah. It sounds super confusing. All you have to do is be creative and just yes. think of things. And experiment with it, right? Like spend like an hour, two hours just like mucking around with it. Mm. Um, they do like the – has different um, – price tiers and access points depending on how many hours you want to use it for as well. So it's just one of those things where just, yeah, experiment with it and see if you like it. Don't write it off just to begin with. It's not for everyone, but if Mm. you like art, like the thing is it's not, it is, it's not stealing from artists. The more you know about art, the more beneficial it is to you. Mm -hmm. Like if you go and read a bunch of super thick books about art history and you know about different styles and formats, you Mm -hmm. actually are going to get better at mid-journey. Yeah. Because you just know the history of art, the history of Mm -hmm. artists. Well, and if you're ever worried about that type of thing, like what's copyright, what's not copyright, there's a great book called Steal Like an Artist as well, which sort of like breaks down um, taking inspiration um, and, you know, seeing like, you know, what you're a fan of, like that whole remix aspect that you're talking about. All right. So let's play with it. Let's stop um, dilly-dallying around. So basically (laughs) to get any prompt, you just type in slash imagine Mm -hmm. and then you just go from there. So. I want you to come up with something. Okay. All right. Just so. Like, anything. You just say one, two things and I'll ask you a question mm-hmm. and you can say like, I want this on top of it. I wonder if this will work because we'll. Mucking- everything, everything will work. Yeah. Because I know because we'll talk about like Beagle stuff yesterday. So Beagle. No, no, no. We've no. we done Beagle. Okay. We've done Beagle. Um, all right. So just trying to think. I, can- I just always get drawn to space. So like. Okay. So like. Um. So a. 
astronaut. We did astronaut yesterday. Okay. <laughs> you're, just, you're just like so uncreative. Look around, look around the room and just think oh, of something. I keep something. saying like Ghostbusters, so like something like Ghost. Ghost. Oh, sorry, let's ghost. say ghost. Doing what's the ghost doing? Ghost haunting someone in a ooh pod studio. In a podcast studio. Okay, that's pretty much all you need. Then you can just do comma and a bunch of other things. Do you mm-hmm. want a certain color of room? Do you want um like do you want microphones? Do you want lights? Do you want we just play it simple. Do you want a cartoon version? Do you want a Pixar type version? Do you want a photo version? Do you want like a Picasso version? Do you want so like a Art Nouveau? Can we say like a futuristic? Futuristic. Futuristic. Um, just trying to think. Like I keep getting, I love like the Wes Anderson styles. because this Futuristic is so funky. Wes Anderson, Anderson. Yeah. style. Mm-hmm. We'll say photo realistic. Yep. And then we'll say shot on Kodak Gold 200, which I've been playing with, and we can just go 8K for high resolution. Yes. And then we can do slash slash or hyphen hyphen AR. Dash dash, yeah. And then we'll go. What wanna, does the AR gonna, stand for? Um, resolution. Right. Uh, aspect ratio. Yeah. And because it's going to be a studio and you want, like, we probably want it wider than it is taller, True. right? So yes. we'll go 16 by 9, so it's like a widescreen. Mm-hmm. And then we'll hit enter. And it'll take probably 40 seconds to a minute to generate four options for you. Mm-hmm. And then from those four options, you have the choice to make variations of the one you like the most. Mm-hmm. So you get four kind of op- similar but different ideas. And then you're like, oh, I like the second one more. Give me a few more slight variations on that one. Yes. And you can keep going down the road making minor adjustments. Yeah, because there's always just something slightly off with them. So like you were saying, especially, ha- especially hands, hands and things. hard, like hands, maybe a couple of the little details doesn't match. Or I think you were searching like one with the podcast and you wasn't holding the mic, but the mic was like next to him yeah, and just, just like so as if grabbing it. It's never going to be perfect, but mm-hmm. you can, it just takes time. And asking the right prompt. Yeah. Um, so when the four images are loaded, you can either upscale them to get a, a nice clear image. You can get a variation or you can just keep recycling it until mm-hmm. you get what you want. Yeah. Um, so we've generated four here. Interesting. So I might open up on the browser so it's much larger. Yeah. So the prompt was, again, for you guys, it was a ghost haunting someone in a podcast studio futuristic Wes Anderson style photorealistic shot on camera 8K. And here are the images. So the top left one is, okay, so it hasn't picked up the ghosts haunting someone. It's kind of incorporated both things into the subject. The person, yes. The person is a sort of ghost. Yes. Um, They're definitely very Wes Anderson style. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it hasn't picked up on the like the podcast sort of aspect either. So there's like rocket ships and stuff in the background to sort yep. of emphasize the fact it's future realistic, like futuristic. Um, but yeah, it's not very ghosty. Hey, it's not. No. So that's when you can just come back and play, refine it. So yeah, so- and that's what the whole thing about it is. So it's just going back and just sort of experimenting and trying to get that image that you want. So you could be more. It comes down to being clear. Yeah. To the AI. So we'll say. A ghost hovering above a podcast host. So, because you wrote someone in a podcast studio, it doesn't clarify that it's another person. It just says someone. It doesn't really. Ah. So you can say ghost hovering over a woman 
or if it just say a child to make it creepy. Yeah. <laughs> in hovering over a child podcast studio with microphones. Mm-hmm. And then we can copy and paste the rest of it. Futuristic yeah. Wes Anderson style. This is super boring Aspect. if you're listening, but it's a, it's fun if you're mm-hmm. watching. Yeah, it's more of like a mini like walkthrough if you ever wanted to get interested in the whole mid-journey aspect. Um, we'll do this and we'll do a couple of more in just different styles because mm-hmm. I really like the cartoon ones. Yep. And Art Nouveau makes some crazy stuff as well. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, like- that's cool. So it's generating these next four. As you can see, it takes probably a minute to, mm-hmm. ge- to generate the four options. It's very interesting because, like, it keeps refreshing. So it has, like, the super, like, fuzzy image and then it keeps getting, like, sharper and sharper as it's, like, gathering more information as well, which is really interesting. So, yeah, it's really cool how it's just, like, yeah, I guess generating the image. And, like, does it ever say where it's pulling the inspo from mm. at all? I'm guessing. I'm not sure, too sure how works but it it just have millions of images That's and then they're all like got meta tags of what each kind of thing mm-hmm. is gotcha and then it just pulls it all together yep. so here is a much better version a lot creepier mm-hmm. so this is a ghost hovering over a child so the f- the top one super photorealistic we've got a kid there's not really any microphones that indicate it's a podcast studio no well, that's some issues i was having yesterday with different things interesting um a bit creepier there's definitely the top left one's the best one yep and then there's a ghost in the top, oh, in, in the I background see. of that bottom right. Yes. Um, I think because it's like a Wes Anderson style, so it's not like a proper ghost. It's someone that looks like a ghost, yeah. maybe. Interesting. I think, yeah, that's meant to be a ghost in the background, right? Yeah. So you just yeah. keep refreshing mm-hmm. um, until you get what you want. But yeah. Super interesting. It, it's only, This is what's crazy. Is it's only however months old or years old. Mm-hmm. It's so fresh. And the stuff that it's creating already is is pretty insane. And yeah. like this is what I was saying, the customization that you can be like that top left one, just mm-hmm. keep refreshing or change the back wall to red or yeah. whatever color you want. You, you can just keep adjusting it. Oh, we should have just done a sorry. I thought about like a look, my own hustling logo. <laughs> we can do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, you don't get. You're never going to get the exact thing you want first go. You but might you're take, get the inspo for it right, so then you can sort of like change it up yourself, like you, put it into Photoshop. And well, that's the thing. As well, it's not just like you put a prompt in, you get the result, you export it, it's yours. Mm-hmm. The more graphic design skills you have means you can keep playing with it. Like we're, yes. uh, we're going to talk about the Adobe generative fill features that are about, out now for Photoshop. I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to have time today, but basically this is just one aspect to the creation stage. Yeah, You can still go in and edit with Photoshop and things mm-hmm. and you can actually expand and do a lot more with Photoshop if you have those skills. So there is still skill required. Mm-hmm. It's just a different set of skills. Yes. Yeah, it's almost like if you if you're able to work with AI and you also have those graphic design skills, like it's a win-win situation. Like you're just going to be it's just going to elevate you to the next level. It's like businesses using AI. It's like all this kind of stuff. If you're able to incorporate it into your actual job or into actual profession, it's just only going to make things easier and better and more unique. Yes. More unique. Yeah. Um, all right, this is something I'm just thinking of now. So I'm going to, like, I've seen some in the Discord, you can start your own server mm-hmm. and then just, you're, it's just you interacting with the bot, or you can just do it in the mid journey server. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see what everyone else is typing at the same time. Yeah. So you might sort be of inter- learn from it. It might be an interesting thing to do, actually, to see what everyone else is sort of hunting for or revising. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen someone doing Art Nouveau stuff, which was super interesting to look at. Um, so we can basically see what everyone else is 
like trying to generate or, yeah try and get like some really cool stuff but yeah it's pretty much like just trying to put stuff in and like if you're actually this would be a really good idea i think we sort of like briefly talked about it yesterday like if you're writing a book whether it's a kid's book um like a fantasy book or whatever it is and especially when it comes to that fantasy or that supernatural realm it's so hard to find images for for inspiration images that's going to help you like i guess move the story along or find like futuristic or planet sort of style locations that's never been discovered or invented you can sort of type in here like generally what you want and it's going to generate that inspo for you it's going to generate that visual i guess help to you know, help write the story, make the story go a little bit further, be able to describe that character a little bit more. Um, just the imagery can just uh, allow so much creative thought to happen yes. because you've got a visual representation. A hundred percent. It's one of those things to help like with that creative story aspect as well as like people say, get outside, write something new, just draw or doodle on a piece of paper or something like that. Just do something different. And one way to be able to do that now is just like just doing different prompts and seeing what you get and what you get. You might get something that's super weird or super bizarre and it doesn't even work, but it could spark a new idea, which yeah. is really interesting. Did you find what you're looking for? I'm just got a different one. So this okay. one just says car made of tangerine <laughs> drawn by a child. child. That's super cute. It's just, it's, it really comes down to how creative your brain can get. That's really cool. So someone's like trying to figure out like dress styles or. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's another cool thing. Like fashion. That's another thing I didn't even think of. Like well, you've if you're. Seen, there's a lot of memes and stuff of like the Pope. Um, oh, the Pope like playing golf or something like oh, that. Oh, just in different outfits and things. Yeah. I think it's called Dope. Who's the current Pope? John Paul or is that guy dead? I don't know. It, but it's called Dope Pope, right? Dope Pope, something yeah. like that. So, he's All right, like, so this is a like cool style I was looking at. Um, I'm going to write UFO Ooh. coming through clouds. Mm-hmm. Art, you know what Art Nouveau is? No. You'll, you'll recognize it when you see it. 8K and then just write detailed. Detailed. Interesting. That's and kind of like. Just intricate border. Mm-hmm. Is it like Nope style with that bloody like creepy? Oh, I've just got the shivers thinking about it with that creepy spaceship animal thing coming Art through Nouveau's, the clouds. Um, it's hard to describe. It's sort of not, not stained glass, but you, you as soon as you see it, you mm-hmm. you understand. It's very hard to just um, verbally describe, describe something, something so visual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing right now. We're talking through a podcast. Trying to I know, I know. Yeah. So again, for those that are just listening. Even like you don't even have to listen to the audio again. Just like pop over and, you know, go onto YouTube and just like, you know, how you can just scroll across option and little images will pop up. So just like, yeah, Um, we'll try and I will try and timestamp some of the visual stuff as well. So just trying it out. So pop in and have a look. Ah, yes. It's very kind of like um, around the world in 80 days. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. They're really cool. That one at the bottom with the trees. Well, I kind of like the top um, top left. Yeah, that one. So it's sort of kind of symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Really cool, though, right? Yeah. The one on the side there looks very June June esque. The second one? Yeah. I like the one with the trees. The first one is cool. Mm -hmm. I like the colors in that, maybe because the border's like pink and stuff. So I really like that one. So we can come back and just say, let's make a variation on the first one. Yeah. And you like the so third you, one? It basically brings up the initial prompt and you can add more stuff in. Mm-hmm. So I can just say like, um, um, less tree. Oh, 
it, it, it can like go awry if you add too much stuff in on top of it. Gotcha. So, I mean, um, let's just leave it and see what happens. Okay. Because if you mess with it too much. You get some wax stuff. You get some wax stuff. Like yeah. I did Steve Buscemi dressed as the Joker. <laughs> And then, like, right, like, extremely muscular, and it, like pr- produced it. And then I'm like, oh, I just want to see him with dreadlocks. Yeah. And I just went completely off. Completely off, whack. Yeah. Off the off the Richter. Huh. So it's made four similar versions, just with slight variations of clouds mm-hmm. and slight color variations, and border and stuff. Hmm. Do the third. The third one's nice. I like the third one as well. So we can try it with that one. So the third one has a lot of clouds in it. Hmm. Um. The third one, we can just add, like, tractor beam pulling up a cow. human. Oh, a cow. Yeah. That's very classic. Or cows. Yeah. And just see how much of a variation it makes. Yeah. Yes, that's very, very kind of old schooly sort of style, so I totally get with you. But the, the main point is... It's unlimited. You could spend. I posted on Instagram. This is more fun than any video game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the the beagle ones we made. Oh, so cute! Are insane. Super cute. You get like the Pixar stuff's incredible. You just mm-hmm. get this really bubbly animated, three D esque Pixar animations. Yeah. Um. If you you can just type in things like Blender, three D Blender's a, a software like Photoshop, but it creates three D renders of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's insane. That's why this one's loading. Let's think of something, a whole new art style. Do you want to do like a Pixar sort of one or? Um, yeah, like the caveman thing was cool in Pixar, right? That was so very let's do cute. Like an influencer. Caveman family. Yeah. Posing for. A selfie. Family portrait. portrait. Yes. Um, 3D blender Pixar style detailed, and then we'll go wide. Mm-hmm. So aspect ratio. So the set, sometimes the remix ones um, just take a bit longer take- to load up for some reason. Right. Can you have like two sort of loading at the same time? You can. So that's yeah. where the, the different subscription things come into, mm-hmm. come into play. I'm not sure the exact details. Yep. Um, but you can have multiple running at the same time. The more you mm-hmm. pay, you can have more hours and stuff gotcha. like that. Yeah. But, but it's pretty reasonable. It's ten buck, ten USD a month, is oh, it? Sorry, that first one didn't type in Pixar correctly. It hopefully it understands what I was saying. Yeah, I think it's ten USD a month. Mm-hmm. So I didn't type in Pixar. I don't know if it's going to generate. Oh, it's, it's like it's going to get pretty close. Mm-hmm. Very cute. It's very um because there's already like a caveman cartoon show t- yes. movie out there with Nicolas Cage as like the dad. Yeah. Um, can't remember what it's called, but yeah, little dinosaur or something. Oh my gosh! Look at them. this one. Oh my! See, the Pixar ones are just so freaking cute. Yeah. Like, first of all, let's just go through them, right? If okay. you're if you're listening, you gotta watch the the Pixar things they generate is mm-hmm. insane. Like, you can imagine a whole story just off the one image. Yeah. Like each character has their own facial expressions and style. You can immediately create an entire backstory on each yeah. character. You can make a movie out of this or a new TV shows and stuff. So yeah, this is like some of the faces are a bit. 
um, skewed and stuff in this. So that's like one thing that can happen. But it's 90% there. Yeah, 100%. You just have to keep refining it. And I think the more, because I think it's just getting those four general ones for you and you pick the one and it makes that one better. Yes. Yeah. So there's that one. Mm-hmm. This one's got a huge animal with them. Yes. And that one's very much more realistic. 100%. That's kind of, more it of It reminds like, me of Beast Wars. Yeah. That one's more cave person-y and also one of them's wearing glasses for some reason. <laughs> 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 uh, that's pretty funny. That's actually hilarious. I don't know why they're wearing glasses though, but yes. <laughs> that one's very cute. They're all like crouching down. What's this down. little hairy man? See, some things are like, yeah, they look a little bit I think uh, I think it's like, a, like maybe a monkey wearing a mask. Some sort of like, maybe it's their pet. It's very bizarre, that one. And then that one's probably the most Pixar. Oh, it's a gay couple. Are cute. It's a gay couple. Um, or maybe it's like a three, threesome, like a polyamorous couple <laughs> with kids. And they I think, are so cute. I think the uh, why is the kid holding up his hand? He must be. Where? Hold, they're just all holding their hands like this. The hands can get a bit weird. Uh, they might have maybe meant to be doing like the peace symbol or something and that's why yeah. the hands are up. Yeah. Uh, and that noise in the background means it's generated the previous one. So is it? I didn't really pull up any oh, cows. Oh, the third one. It's got cows on top of it. No, the third one. The fourth one. It's got cows on top of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't get quite there. It's got two cows walking on top of the UFO. Yeah. Very so close. As, so as you can see, let's, um, one more time, we'll refresh which one. One, two, three, four of the cavemen. Oof. It's either three or four I like the most. Uh, let's go. Number four is the. F- refresh four. All right. So, yeah, we'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just incredible. The the ability to like for new um, pieces of content to be made, mm-hmm. new um, intellectual property. This is just like the graphic side. You, I mean, the sort of animation art style. You can, like you said, you can make logos. Mm-hmm. Um, just little icons for websites and yeah. things. But like, well, as soon as you said like the content thing, I didn't even think about it because there's now like a whole bunch of like resources dedicated, like how to use chat DTP, right? This is like a whole new area for people to be like learning how to use it to its best advantage. Well, the thing is this type of chat, chat GPT is one of the bigger hacks. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the actual websites in front of me here, but there's a bunch of blogs that tell you how to incorporate both. So coming up with a prompt is is the key part. Yes. But you can use ChatGPT. Basically, you can tra- train ChatGPT to be an expert in any one realm. You can train mm-hmm. it to be an expert um, lifestyle coach or a fitness coach or a finance coach. Mm-hmm. And you can train it, can train it to know- um, Prompts. Well, oh. art in general. You can be like, yeah. you're a, an art expert. You know every style of art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how to like simplify things, how to explain things in, mm-hmm. in art lingo yeah and then you can basically say with this knowledge anytime i give you like a couple of words of things that i want give me a better more refined prompt that i can copy and paste into mid journey gotcha so you can just be like um art nouveau ufo and it'll create a more detailed thing to then put into mid journey so you spend less time refining 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 you're getting a better sort of uh response initially oh man that just, I'm just amazed at like how, like in the last, it's only been like six months in like this whole big boom or like it's been more popularized. Like, and it's just gotten, like, it's just crazy how well it's all getting. Yes. Yeah, so they meant like thumbs up. I thought yeah. they were meant Hand, to be doing something with their hands. Hands are a bit whack right now. Yeah. And when like you do, like when you're drawing someone, mm-hmm. the hardest things are always like the nose. And the hands. Because the nose is hard 
especially 2D. Mm-hmm. Eyes, you can get away with mouths. It's nose and hands. They're always out of proportion. Yes. That one's got a little chip in his tooth. He's, I don't know what's happening with his hands there. Her arms are... She's got four arms, three arms. That one's a bit better. What is he holding? A chicken, chicken leg, maybe? So they're a little bit whack, but yeah. again, it takes time. Yeah. See, so if his arms could be crossed there, like they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. You get the general yeah. theme. If you zoom in, you can see all the all, all, all little flaws. little flaws and yeah. stuff, yeah. So that's uh, mid-journey, and that's what I've kind of been up to this week. Yes. Um, let's see if we can bring up the Archie one. Here we go. We'll pull this up it? real quick. All right. So we, we were looking for, like, fun things to do for our dog, Archie. Um, oh, and we look typed, at him. And we typed in Beagle Astronaut in Rocket Ship mm-hmm. and then Blender, 3D, Pixar, and Detailed. Mm-hmm. And my God, is it the cutest thing I've oh, ever seen in my so life. Oh, so cute. And I sort of, like, just made it, like, why would he be in a spaceship for him? Like, because, and for those that might be familiar with Beagles, they're, like, so scent-driven. And I was like, he smells... Something that's got him up, on a scent trail and he ends up going to the moon and it's a sandwich. I came up with a whole backstory yesterday when I was, oh, did when you? I was walking him. <laughs> so I'm like trying to get into more like storytelling, understanding like the yes. arcs in stories mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. Look how cute that is. Oh my gosh, look at him. And you were like, what would he be in a, a spaceship for? Yeah. And like you said, he smells because the beak was a hound, hound dogs. dogs. They, yeah. they just follow their scent, any scent or smell they, mm-hmm. they're interested in. You're like, maybe there's like a... A sandwich on the moon. Yeah. And he's like, that's why he's in the spaceship to go on t- to To find, find where it, it. is, yeah. But I'm like, no, no, sandwich too simple. What's This has to be something at stake here to make a, the story right. stick. Mm-hmm. So what about he's a baby, he's a puppy beagle, right, mm-hmm. on his way to the moon. Yes. What's the moon normally known for? Or uh, like kind of as a, as a joke thing. Oh, like the dark side of the moon, like. What's it made out of? Rocks. No, like you know how it's like the moon's supposed to be made out of cheese. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So sorry. I'm like, okay, for like a kids' movie or a kids' book mm-hmm. or something, it's like, okay, cheese. Yes. What do you need cheese for? Just What's that like one of the most common dishes that need cheese? Like pasta or something? No, mac and cheese. Yeah, pasta, so like, like pizza. So, pi- okay, your pizza. Okay. Yeah. So what about? <laughs> well, I thought this through. Yeah. What about if his parent, he's from New York. Yes. New York New, Beagle. New York Beagle. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yes. His parents are Italian. Gotcha. And they run a pizzeria. pizzeria. Yes. Gotcha. But what's at stake here? What's at stake? <gasps> They're going to lose the pizza shop. I was about to say, he's, the business is failing. Okay. But he has to go there and get this special cheese. To set them apart from all the other pizzerias. Like, let's, let's make it more of like a... Let's think of a villain. Right. Someone else. It's like I'm thinking like a pizza competition. Oh. Every year they win the pizza competition for yeah. the state of New York, whatever. They make mm-hmm. the best pizza. And every time they get they get winnings and earnings that keep their business afloat. But now they're afraid that the rival dog breed. That has <gasps> because a, the rival one has stolen their secret recipe. Well, they just have a better one and they're more likely to win this year. Gotcha. So okay. what you have to do? He has to take one for the team. His dad's about to retire. He's got to take over the business. He has to mm-hmm. go to the moon, yeah. get this special cheese mm-hmm. so he can win the pizza competition. Gotcha. Okay. And what's their famous pizza called? The margarita. New York New York margarita. Keep going. Pepperoni. Yeah. Yep. 
what's their unique beagle pe- pepperoni pizza cod? Thought about this already. Be- pe- bigger bigaroni? Like, no. Dog, think dog. Dogaroni? No. Um, pepperoni. It's getting close. Puppy, puppy, pepperoni. What about pepperoni? Oh, pepperoni. Yeah, if you like it. I like pepperoni. Pepperoni? Yeah. Something like that. Pepperoni, yeah. pepperoni. Pe- anyway, that's like yeah. the theme. So mm-hmm. you have a stake in the story, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So Can like his bit- best friend be like a mouse or something that's... Like a cheese expert. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like a ratatouille style, like his best friend's a mouse. So like the sous chef is like a rat or a mouse or something like that that like helps, you know, the cheese expert to be like, look, I'll go with you. I'll be able to make sure it's high quality cheese. We're going to see this movie in 10 years time and like yeah. not get any credits for Space it. Space dogs. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Space pizza. That's true. Something. Yeah. But yeah. That's um, mid-journey for It's you. better than just going there for a sandwich is my point. Like, yeah. what's at stake? Is it pizza competition? That's, it- I like that. I like that where it's going. So, All right. Yeah. So that's, that's how <laughs> the past 24 hours in mid-journey coming yes. up with um, crazy stories. Crazy stories and But that's graphics. the whole thing that I was, like, talking about, right? It can just fuel your imagination to, like, think about something you never already thought about. Like, if it wasn't for this, like, if we didn't type in, like, Beagle Astronaut, wouldn't have been able to think about this whole like different like side story. Like doesn't even matter if you don't do anything with it. It's just about getting those imaginative juices flowing, just thinking about something you don't normally think it about. You see then, the world in a different yeah. light, even mm-hmm. for a split second or a day or something. It's like, what if it yes. just adds what if to your life. Mm-hmm. And like that, like, and like using that imagination just like sparks joy, you know, it sparks that like creativity. Like it just makes that little bit, um, different in that everyday kind of like routine sort of space. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a low barrier to entry way of being creative. Yes. Yeah. Um, you just need a, a thought. Mm-hmm. Look around as a, a bin and there's rain. Mm-hmm. What about if it's raining bins? Yeah. Well, like <laughs> even something simple as like Sesame Street, right? Who thought about having like the grouch in like a trash bin or something like that? Like all these little stories have oh, to start pro- from somewhere. Teams of writers to come up with things. Yeah. And then you pair that with chat GPT and you can basically get a, a dot point of like the way the story art could out, mm-hmm. could go. And I mean, we talked about the writer's strike um, previously and mm-hmm. there's fears that like a lot of these jobs are going to be taken over by AI. But- AI needs someone to enter information to get a response to begin with. So, uh, as yeah. I said at the the top of the show, is AI can't just replace your job. It has to no. be someone that's willing to like be a master, or mm-hmm. at least uh, put the work put the work in to become good yeah. at the AI. To then, they're the ones that are going to be overtaken. The people that are trying to upskill themselves yes. might not be the most skilled in terms of putting pen to paper and doing it from scratch, but mm-hmm. they're good at generating those initial responses and ideas. Yeah, 100%. I think one of the articles, we don't have to go through it, it's just um, the uh, dude that runs like the Nardiva like chip company and stuff. Nvidia. Yes. Yep. Um, just about how like using AI even as a programmer is going to like upskill you and make you better or set you apart from those that don't use it. So it's almost like a tool, right? A tool to... Yep. Well, I used the ChatGPT to build the whole website. I know. So I paid, I think, $80 to get the general theme for my website. Mm-hmm. Like the foundation. Um, but there's a lot of things I wanted to customize. Like the the reason you the, like places like WordPress and Squarespace operate is like you download a theme that an expert has put time into building. Mm-hmm. 
and you just like plug your details of photos in and, and live with it. You can't really customize it too much unless you're willing to go down that rabbit hole. Yes. Luckily for me in the past, uh, I've made a website and learned to code a bit in terms of CSS style coding and HTML and markdown and things. Mm-hmm. So I had a bit of a leg up in understanding, but there's a lot of customization to certain pages I want, whether it's um, spacing or layouts or features and functions that unless you know exactly what you're doing, take hundreds of hours to learn or even, like I was saying, an entire university degree in design to figure yeah. out. Uh, but with ChatGPT, you can just literally be like, hey, this is the website, copy and paste the link. Mm-hmm. This is the part of the page I want to change. I don't want four of these things. See, I want three of them in a column formation. Give me the code. Two seconds later, spits out the code. Copy and paste the code across. Bang, you got what you want. You go back and forth, back and forth. And it's basically the the skill you're developing is you're learning, for in this instance, how to code a website and like some of the ins and outs of different coding language. Um, but what you're really learning is the critical skill or the critical thinking skill of asking the most precise sentence to the AI that is going to give you the best response instead of just vague. It makes you think about language more, mm-hmm. which is very interesting to think about. You can't just be half-assed make this thing look cool for me. You have to be like, this thing needs to be here. I need this, 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 and work to this like this. It's So not only is it like helping you, but it's also teaching you at the same it's time. It's teaching you how to communicate more effectively. Yeah. Obviously, you're communicating with um, AI a, a software, but it, it's only going to have uh, layover effect and sort mm-hmm. of that osmosis effect in terms of that's going to carry on to your day-to-day life. Hectic. And just choose better words to mm. represent what you're trying to get across to someone. Um, I'm I'm kind of all in on it, in it, in on it at the moment. Yes, yeah. it's, it's making life a lot easier, and I'm just scratching the surface. But the thing is, so many people are going to be like we said before, have that lag effect and not embrace it, embrace it as fast as they possibly could, just simply due to ignorance or lack of time or whatever it is. Um, depending on what field you're in or what industry you work in or career path you're in. But it's, it's just get on board now while, you, while there's still a chance. Yeah, early adopters. That's a good, a better way of explaining my last two minutes. Yeah, yeah you're right. But like early adopters is always like a good thing no matter if it's um, a new particular program or even like when we discovered today like Shopify has their new app like Shop, it's like it's all about being those early adopters that way you have more time to trial trial with it to see if it actually works for you because the last thing you want to do is have that FOMO because that FOMO makes you rush and it makes you make like quick decisions rather than being there from the beginning and just really figuring it out in your own time if it's actually going to work for you. Like I'd rather sort of discover it while it's still unknown or use it while people are still trying to figure it out and that community is there like helping each other build it in real time rather than having going in and being overwhelmed by all these resources and all these how-tos and all these experts saying, I've been doing this for so long and this is the way you should do it. I'd rather figure it out on my own and be there in the beginning. Yeah, I agree 100%. Playing devil's advocate though and playing on what we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. skipping the line. Yes. Some people are better off sitting back and then taking what has worked or what's been successful from people that were there at the beginning and using all that information to their advantage and coming in late, becoming more armed with more tried and true practices 
rather than going through the the hurdles mm-hmm. per se. I can I can see that point of view because yeah I guess like if you were in it from the beginning because there's a lot of trial and error there's a lot of time wasted like there's a lot of like resources and, and energy popped into lot, it trying to figure out what lessons, works and what doesn't. There's more lessons there that you get to learn from your thousand lessons as opposed yeah. to being only taking what works and then dealing with problems later as they mm-hmm. arise and potentially not knowing the ins and outs of how things work you're just sort of piggybacking on someone else's success and copying pasting what works for them into your own mm-hmm. business or whatever you're whatever whatever you're doing basically um so it's yeah up to you essentially if you want if you want to get into it mm-hmm. listeners um yeah but i mean the show is called look mom i'm hustling for a reason and this is hustling 101 getting into it getting your hands dirty playing figuring things out getting amongst it getting amongst it mm-hmm. getting in the um the mud pit and having a bit of a wrestle. Yeah. Getting dirty with the pigs. Get dirty. Down and dirty. Down and dirty. Yeah. Like like <laughs> the episode, right? <laughs> Not oh. quite down. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about? So we talked about NVIDIA. I've kind of seen some stuff floating around. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that briefly. Yeah. More ties into like everything that we sort of talk about. Um, I don't know if any of those articles sort of tickle your fancy or we can sort of talk about shop, I think, because that was one of the things that we were discovering. Um, but I don't know if we've got I – mean, we've got like 10 minutes. The shop was interesting. I don't know how current it is or if mm-hmm. it's like really – I mean, Media Journey has been out for a little while as well. It's not groundbreaking news. Shop is kind of interesting, um, not really hustle-related, but something interesting that you might be interested in hearing about. Mm-hmm. The Office. The Office. The show. As the TV show, yeah. Have you heard the latest news? Um, I haven't, but I'm assuming they're probably going to be bringing back another season. Yep. Yep. American or British? No. Nah. Oh, an Australian yeah. office. Interesting. Getting okay. Filmed this year and coming out next year on Amazon Prime. Right. Okay. That's going to be interesting because Australia doesn't have, like, the Australian humor is a bit different. Um, this is the thing. Aussie comedy, it doesn't land for me that well. No. I think it's because we're here, like Catherine Kim and all mm-hmm. these. A lot of the Aussie comedy is like kind of ABC comedy or game show comedy. Yes. Well, actually, you know what? Catherine Kim style is very like it's like mockumentary almost, just the way that they film it because they're following around their lives and they get up to like shenanigans and stuff. Yeah, but there's no like, in- uh, I guess. It's not really like into pull, pull aside and do like mock interviews though no it's just i don't know it's, it's never really worked to me i think it's because we're here and we're entrenched in the culture so mm-hmm. it's it doesn't land as well as like somewhere i guess it's not foreign gotcha but it's foreign to us like uk british comedy and mm-hmm. like american comedies just more funny because yeah. it's a little bit different to what we're used to and we're like Generally, made more laid back and down to earth here. Yeah, gotcha, man. Ricky Gervais, he's a hustler. He's making bank on the office because I think not only is it, I think there's like an Indian version. There's or heaps something. of versions, so I yeah. think it touches on this in the article. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this works. I have faith that it will be funny. Yes, there's just not that many Aussie. It's just all kind of recycled. Yeah, because like I wonder if they're going to try and do like the whole like. Because that's what they did with the American one, right? Like the first season was very similar to like the British one and it didn't land. It wasn't until they went off their own script and their own style that it sort of like really took off and it became even more popular than the British one. Yeah. I don't know. I have faith in it. I just, mm. I'm not 
there's not that many Aussie yeah. comedy shows. There's Back in the day, lot- there was good sketch shows, but now yes. like sitcom ones, mm-hmm. like full, not much. Full Frontal and stuff was where it was at. But but there's, there's sketches. But we don't like thinking about it though. Like the Hollywood sort of style in Australia is still quite small. There's not like a lot of like TV shows. We watch a lot more American and British and like international ones more than we do Australian ones. So maybe that's where the apprehensiveness comes from is because we don't actually watch a lot of Australian TV. And there's so few of them, and they're all just on yeah. um, news, talk shows, and stuff. And the popular Australian shows that do exist is MasterChef. It's Married at First Sight. Like, it's all these reality shows and not actual drama scripted, ones. Scripted comedy. Yeah. Okay, so female-led version of The Office to begin production in Australia. Uh, the Office comedy franchise w- will see middle management led by a woman for the first time in an Australian Version that will play on Amazon Prime. Australian comedian and actor Felicity Ward will portray Hannah Howard, MD of packaging company Flinley Craddock in the office. In a post-COVID plot twist, Howard gets news from head office that her branch will be shutting down and that half or, and that her staff will have to work from home. She goes into survival mode making promises she can't keep and launches outlandish plots in order to keep her work family Interesting. together. It's the 13th iteration of the show. Oof. So there's been one in France, Canada, Chile, Israel, and Middle East. So it's about time Aussie's got one. Yeah, it makes sense because um, it's so popular here in Australia. Like everybody, like it's very much like a water cooler kind of show. Like everybody can quote it, everybody talks about it. Um, eight episodes and there's a list of actors that will be in it. It's good to know that they're, I don't know a lot of these names. Mm-hmm. They are obviously they do have a good um, IMDb resume, but, but they're not be... they're not like the top tier Aussie. They just didn't just filter all the best comedians into one show. No, they need to be like realistic and relatable as like office people. So they can't be like you can't have like Chris Hemsworth in it because he's yeah. not relatable as like some sort of like office dude. It's kind of like how it ties into uh, talking about jury duty yes. last week. They have yeah. to be um. Some aspect of them you can imagine coming across that person in real life. Exactly. Um, so that's pretty much it. Just it's only just breaking the last couple of days that info's mm-hmm. come out. But right, Office Australia would be a good one. It might. Uh, I'm actually very surprised it hasn't come here yet. Like it's, it's a very very popular show. And like I know a lot of Australian TV shows get like sold overseas. Like what was the Wilfred one with like yep. the dog and stuff? That was a popular one that went over. Um, I forgot about that. That just sort of fell off the end, edge of the Yeah, because like, Elijah Wood took up the American version one, but it was the same dude that played, like, the, the dog. dog. Yes. Yeah. That was a very, like, bizarre kind of TV show to think about it. Just, like, smoking weed and stuff the whole time. Mm. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, don't know what else I had to – I just wanted to sh- – I just thought you might be excited and you wouldn't have yeah, heard about very it. very so. interesting. Well, like I said, I'm curious. I'm a bit, like – prejudice or whatever it is against like Australian TV just because I haven't enjoyed a lot of it and like the skit shows were always good but now thinking about it I used to love like the British ones as well like the British sketch shows were really fun yeah um, I, it might be an an end of that kind of comedy because there's just that's just TikTok now like a sketch is like a two-minute skit yeah but also sketches used to be a little bit more controversial sort of yeah like, so like you can just watch a two-minute clip on yeah TikTok or Instagram or something I mean we saw the machine last week right like that was one of our date night movies we went to the cinemas has always had really a nice time out um and that's yeah Burt Kreischer's new movie and he's been on this big like bandwagon and stuff talking about it trying to bring like comedies back because he's saying since like Hollywood became woke like all those kind of controversial kind of like those 
outlandish sort of style comedies were stopped being made. Like, and all these comedians had to like play it safe and all that kind of thing, just because people don't want to make noise or make waves or things like that. So it'd be, I think that's why like comedies changed on TV and like it's a heaps different than what it used to be. I think it's more movies. Mm-hmm. Why so? Like that, that, that statement of like they don't make comedies anymore. Oh, gotcha. Yes. It's because it's everything's streaming. Like I was reading an article the other day about Quentin Tarantino because I think he's, his last movie is about called The Movie Critic or something. Right, yeah. Uh, I don't think he started it yet or whatever. It's probably just um, scripted out. Oh, I think I remember reading like just the headline where he just doesn't watch, like he doesn't know what's on streaming. Yeah, well, he was like, uh, what actor was he talking about? Um, Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Yes. And just like, oh, Ryan Reynolds make $50 million on this, on $50 million on this, $50 million. But, like, I haven't seen any of these movies. They're just straight to streaming. Yes. There's, like, those, like, this is him, like, quoting in the article. It's almost like these movies don't exist because mm-hmm. they're not in what he calls the zeitgeist. It's not like you're going to a, a store and wanting to get the get it on movie on DVD and have it as part of your collection. It's just something... Mm-hmm. passing by in your algorithm on the app. Yeah. So it's sort of not watered down in terms of the actual content, but like each movie itself is watered down by the competition of other content. I get you, yeah. Just because so, there's so much, it's so easy for it to get lost in the weeds. It just gets lost. Yeah. So they might pay big bucks to get a good actor mm-hmm. and put a lot of money into production. Yeah. But there's nothing about the movie that sticks, which is kind of Tarantino's um, thesis in this article anyway is like big cinema is like what makes or breaks or adds things to like what he calls the zeitgeist like that right. like the the shit that really matters yeah so it's like just for example like like the movie like the avatar like it's one of those things that like broke bo- box office records again yeah imagine if avatar 2 just came out straight on netflix it would It'd just be get top lost of the town for a week mm-hmm. and then you get washed out yeah with whatever news coming out mm-hmm. uh, it's so in terms of that, like my point is the streaming services just want to put something new out to get, again, we talked about this before, just to keep you on the subscription until the next um, direct deposit from your account mm-hmm. and put something new out to keep you on to the next direct deposit from your account each month yeah. just to keep you going. And as soon as they jeopardize that with anything too outlandish or too, I guess, not in line with the woke agenda, mm-hmm. um, they put your subscription at risk potentially so things that are like at the like in terms of the comedies that are on those they're not too crazy or too outlandish whereas the ones that come out of the movies like the machine wasn't like the most outrageous thing ever but like the Burt crush's point is they don't do it anymore because there's like too much at risk yes and I it really that. comes down to the production studios how tied they are to streaming because tarantino mm-hmm. was saying like sony is like one of the last ones that do- they don't try and push everything to streaming. They're still doing original stuff straight to movies. Mm-hmm. So it's like how much of a uh, roll of the dice the production companies want to make and how much of their income and revenue is tied to streaming versus like ticket sales. Gotcha. Okay. Very so, interesting points. Um, and then TV is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you can get cancelled after one TV show or something. Too 100%. Crazy. And there's yeah. just also so many checks and balances in terms of um, the writers and producers having to sign off and the – the people that fund the movies have to sign off and everything and make sure it's not kind of like butthurt too many people. Mm-hmm. So that's why all the crazy stuff is sort of moving towards more solo creators yeah. because they can afford to 
tread that line of potentially cancel cancelable content it's based off one person not like off a whole like yeah you can't industry. you don't want to get 100 people fired <laughs> yeah that's very true so. very very true so it'd be interesting to see what they do with the office then whether they're going to have it because the office is like it's not it's never like it's never that bad it's just quirky mm-hmm. quirkisms of everyday people interrelationship interpersonal relationships between um people in the office there's mm-hmm. not, not gonna be anything that outrageous about it yeah it's just about how silly it is and how like it all comes like the main thing is the the main person that runs the office is like the crazy one and everyone's just like normal either like trying to suck up mm-hmm. or is like normal and just like pointing out how ridiculous the the manager is well it's like you have yeah the the head person so whether it's like you know the Steve Carell type and then like the Dwight type like they're the two outlandish ones and everybody else is like relatively kind of normal and then every now and then we'll have like do something a weird moment yes yeah so yeah, I have faith that it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I mean, the, I'm sure the actors will be great. It's really just the the script writing that's going to matter. It comes down to the story at the end of the day. Will the story be good? Will it be believable? And will you laugh? And will you? I don't know. Will I? I probably will. Yeah. Got to make sure we have Amazon when that comes out. But I think it'll, I think it's getting shot in June mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and then it'll be out next okay. year or something. Interesting. Um, I don't know what the the main. I forget what her name was. I've, I've seen her around. I don't know what exactly she's in. We could have just clicked a link then. But we could have, I, yeah. IMDb, but didn't, didn't we can save that for another time. We can. Yes. Potentially in 12 months. So okay. we stick around. We'll be over episode 100 by then. Ooh, this we episode will. episode 69. Yes. And we've spot spots for this one and as well. We so, yeah. How right. did you find being on that side? I feel like I had more energy. It could be the candle. I've. Did I yawn? You didn't yawn. Yay. Maybe we've maybe just, just, a, maybe we've just got to swap things out. All the time. Yeah. Well, I I did do some star jumps and a singular burpee before I jumped on. So one maybe, singular burpee. One singular burpee. So maybe that helped. But yeah, we'll see you all next time. Yep. Yeah. Don't forget to like and review and all the shebangs to help us out with, you know, our podcast and other people watching. But yes, we all appreciate you. Thank see you. you. Bye. Bye.